0: For this episode of Game of Thrones,
1: so take it away, Aj. <laughs> That's a very, very apt use of uh, a decade of studies. <laughs> um, cannot wait uh, to talk finally, all about finally apply your and, uh, education. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so yeah. But uh, thanks for having me on, guys. Really, uh, yeah, really big fan of the pod. So this is uh, <laughs> this is exciting for me. Absolutely. You know how we know. We're
0: excited w- to have you. Yeah. As you know, you, you know how uh, we know we made it. Some, oh. Somebody said they're a fan of the pod. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's, that's they it. didn't pay me to say that. It's, uh, <laughs> that's what we've
2: been
0: waiting for. That's genuine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: so yeah, so today we're going to talk about The Last of the Starks, which is the yeah. uh, fourth episode of season eight of the show.
2: Oh, uh, by the way, I'm Esther now. Um, just wanted to drop that in, in case anyone doesn't follow me, but... Yeah, that's all. I, that's all I got to say about
0: it. <laughs> if it, follow me on Twitter anyway. Um Yeah. But yes, yes. Uh <laughs> Yeah, let's uh let's get into the episode. Um okay. So this is uh I'll I'll start with something the nicest thing that I want to say about this episode because <laughs> it happens really quickly and early on. Um which is this, which is uh so the episode opens with uh the funerals of the previous episode. Um really emphasizing the fact that very few people of consequence died. Um, and, uh, <laughs> but there's a a moment when all the pyres are lit up um, when uh, just as the, uh, as the scene is ending uh, and it does this really cool cut to a scene in a, um, in the banquet hall for the banquet scene. Uh, and all of the candles are lit on all the, the chandeliers and it's a really cool cut. It, it's a lot actually reminded me a bit of like the Lawrence Arabia uh, of Arabia cut um, between the, Sunset or sunrise uh, and the match. Um and I thought it was really cool. I thought, you know, you don't you don't usually see match cuts on Game of Thrones, so I thought that was that was fun.
2: You don't usually see editing on Game of Thrones. Um <laughs> editing that's good. Um <laughs> so yeah, I, I actually didn't pick up on that, but that is a cool that is that's a cool parallel. Yeah,
0: I rewatched it a few times. It's really like and it's very intense clearly very intentional.
2: Yeah. Um <laughs> uh yeah, one thing about this, the, the whole first half of the episode is kind of one scene, and I feel like the- we talked about David Nutter a couple weeks ago. The direction of this episode is very weird, um, like extraordinarily strange. There are all these close-ups, that, like these wide-angle right? close-ups, it looks, like, <laughs> it looks like- it's like Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas for some reason. It's just bizarre, and it's it's all over the episode and I don't know like why or what did they just forget to change the lenses or something like I can't imagine this was a this was an a choice that was to any purpose i I just don't get it I don't know
0: it's kind of it's it's the kind of shot for for people who just to give you an idea of what we're talking about it's kind of like the kind of shot where you would use like on a ship where people are going to have this like sort of having cabin fever you might sort right. of cut yeah. around to people to be like you know everyone's sort of distrusting of each other and stuff and to that extent it kind of had that i mean the show doesn't i mean this episode doesn't really go too much into that, but it is the narrative thread right is that there is a lot of that going on where you know there's like this distrust of uh, of Daenerys, and uh, between Sansa and Daenerys, and Jon has to navigate all of that. So there is a bit of that going on, but it does feel like it's kind of weirdly used. And I pointed it out a few times as I was watching, because I was like, "This is so strange." As and I was like, "This doesn't normally happen." And I thought maybe I was just misremembering, because I was like, the, the, "But I'm glad you pointed it out, because it makes me feel a bit better that I'm not like, going crazy."
2: <laughs> no, yeah, it's it's it is. You know, you don't see a lot of aesthetic choices made on Game of Thrones so to see one that kind of is is not really conveying what it's what it's supposed to or what you would think it would convey that's not really seeming to convey anything of of consequence um because in this open i mean in the opening scene you talk about there's a, there's a lot of distrust going around but in this opening scene everyone's very celebratory and very like th- there's a, there's togetherness um between pretty much everyone in the cast so to have all these shots of like that, that that get across like you say it is this suggestion of like cabin fever or something uncanny or unusual is going on mm. and you can't really trust your surroundings or your or your own perspective that is usually what you what you see that kind of shot used to like in like in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas it's ob- it's that obviously you can't trust your own eyes that's what that's the point of that right. shot it's just to make everything look kind of uncanny yeah so i don't know why it's here and it's Yeah, I don't know. David Nutter, man. I don't know.
1: I mean, you could think that there was some misdirection in terms of, you know, everyone being super celebratory and happy about defeating the Night King. And, you know, actually, hey, he's not defeated, but that's not the case. (laughs) 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 We're just going to put that to one side.
0: Yeah, we were talking about (laughs) that earlier and uh, we we were doing a test run of the, the mics. Um, yeah, and we were talking about what's, uh, you know, if there's anything that can be done to sort of salvage the Night King sort of storyline at this point, but I'm thinking probably not.
1: (laughs) So is that like, are we just like, is that just accepted now that that's just done? Like, that's just, we're just going to put that away and we've ticked (laughs) that box and like, it's just bizarre to me.
2: It would be so funny if that was the case, and I really hope it is, if literally no one ever mentions the Night King again. <laughs> that would be hilarious to me. But I do fear that there will be some suggestion as we clo- as we near the end of the season of like, oh, but there's a you know, there's a second Night King or something, or like there will always be forces of darkness out in out beyond the wall and that we'll have to contend with, or like it's all a cycle, so you know, they're there's gonna be another night king will rise. It's like that seems very Game of Thrones to me to to do that. But I really hope it's not because it is just hysterical to me that they just defeated the ultimate evil with three episodes to go. <laughs> yeah, that, well, that's it's so cool.
0: it's so funny walking by like the billboards for the show now because it's all you know pictures of the night king.
2: That's true. He's the main. I was like, walking
0: by going like
1: he's dead.
2: The main <laughs> cover art for the season is the night king's face.
1: And winter is I, here, right? Isn't that the yeah. the tagline? Right. It's not
2: even snowing in the open scene!
1: It never snowed like, in uh, King's Landing.
2: No. I was there. One dramatic shot of snowflakes falling in King's Landing because that's that's how Book Five ends. I remember is that's that in the epilogue of of Book Five, it's like oh, snowflakes in King's Landing, like winter really is here. And I feel like maybe they did that shot in the show, but I might be making that up. But if, even if they did, yeah, it's not—it's still like tropical in King's Landing.
0: And it never got worse when like they came, be, you know, beyond the wall or whatever. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I feel like um they're pretty clearly building to a very s- specific conflict, but it's one that I don't know. I don't know who's watching the shows like still really invested in this. There probably are people. I don't know. But like <laughs> that, I I was so I was watching this episode with Anya who, who doesn't watch Game of Thrones. Uh, my partner and um it was that final standoff between um uh, uh Cersei and and Daenerys and she and she turns to me and she's like who do you want to win and i was like i don't care <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah yeah
1: yeah i i uh, i was pretty mentally checked out for <laughs> quite a lot of that episode uh, <laughs> It was, yeah, it was difficult. I mean, I the pacing, can't the pacing me. is really off. I don't get the, I just, I felt like, you know, you, you you sort of come through this really epic battle scene and, you know, whatever, we've got our misgivings about that. But, you know, you've come through all of that and you have this big celebration and then suddenly, right, we're off to war again, and it's even referenced in the, like, in one of the, the scenes where I think it sounds like, um, maybe we should, like, chill for a bit. You know, we just yeah. like, fought the army of the dead. Um, maybe we shouldn't <laughs> go straight into another battle. Uh my goodness. Yeah. The, the pacing just seems all over the place.
2: Yeah, and it's, I mean, part of this is, I think, uh, the way they're playing Daenerys. And the way they're playing pretty much every main character is, like, uh. I think the generous word would be foolhardy, but what's incredible about the way they're writing these characters now is that I don't think they know that these characters are stupid. (laughs) Like, there's this incredible moment early on where Daenerys uh, legitimizes Gendry and Mm -hmm. makes him lord of of whatever, Storm's End. (laughs) Of whatever. And then I think it's Varys who's like, ah, you know, now that you've done something nice for him, Maybe he'll be loyal to you. And Daenerys is like, you see? I am clever. <laughs> it's not, like, it's some brilliant tactical move. It's like, no, you just, yeah, you did something nice for him. Maybe he'll do something nice for you later. That's not strategy.
0: <laughs> or even if it's strategy, it's, like, very, like, low-level strategy. It's like, um, it's um, the um, most
2: <laughs> basic. It's the most basic politicking you could possibly imagine. It's like, yeah, maybe if you do something nice for people, they'll be nice to you in the future. Wow. It's like, have, did you read Sun Tzu? Is that really <laughs> <laughs> that?
0: But then it's also like, you have the two, you know, two of the smartest characters in the show, uh, uh, was it Varys and uh, Tyrion, talking about how, I wonder if she has what it takes to be queen. And like, is that their evidence? <laughs> she knows how to, to exchange favorites. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, no, I agree. But was, what was funny is how they spelled it out. Like, if she yeah. just done it, <laughs> exactly. it would be fine. It was just, like, sure. why did they, like, explain what, what happened? It was, that was strange. Um, <sighs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I didn't, to be honest, like, overall, for the episode, I didn't come out feeling very strongly one way or the other about it. I mean, yeah, there's moments that we could, I'm sure we'll, there's, yeah. But there's stuff we talked about before the sh- the, the, we started recording Um, that we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll get into. But, like, in general, I just, you know. I just, I don't care about... And it's not like I don't care about the show. It's not like that kind of apathy. It's like the show ended already. It already happened. <laughs> so this all feels like epilogue.
1: Sure. You yeah. know, it's like the extended stories
0: or like the, the, you know, it's like when Tolkien couldn't stop writing extra stories for what what was going on in the Lord of the Rings universe. And it was like, it's cool when you read it and you're like, oh, that's cool. I didn't know that happened. But it's not, it's not the War of the Ring. It'd be like if there was another book or something after... I mean, that Return is what happens, and
2: th- that is pretty much how Return of the King goes down. There's the scouring of the Shire. That's kind of how this show is going down. That's
0: true. Actually, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, but that was well, wasn't that
1: just, like, a chapter? I can't remember now. But I feel like... I don't remember, actually. I love Return of the
0: King. It was my favorite of the books. No, sorry. Yeah, it was my favorite of the books. Not my favorite of the movies, but it was my favorite of the books. And it was... I thought, you know... Um, but yeah, there was more to it. Like, there was actually stuff going on back home to, like, make
1: keep the stakes up and stuff. But imagine um, if the scouring of the Shire was like, you know, a half a book. <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> well, that's the that's the funny thing about this episode. The impression I get off this episode is that one day the events of the last 30 minutes of this episode will take up approximately 300 pages of book. <laughs> <laughs> like everything that goes on with Tyrion and Varys and everyone finding it. Like in the book, this will be fleshed out, I, I hope. So much more. Yeah. Uh, everything everything in this final scene, especially, I imagine, is going to have a lot more going on. Everything with... As they're flying to... Dra- I, I, can we please... And I know what happens is we, we jump around a lot, and I think it's okay, but I just want to... I really, really would like to talk about what happens to the dragon. Yeah, sure. <laughs> because, okay, so they're flying to Dragonstone. They're sailing to Dragonstone. <laughs> and what happens is... What happens is... Euron is literally hiding behind a rock. <laughs> and he kills one of the dragons. He's like, where did he come from? He was hiding behind a rock. <laughs> I could not believe my eyes. And then the, the the really incredible thing about this is I watched the inside of the episode. And one of the Davids, he says the immortal line. Uh-oh. Danny kind of forgot about the Iron Fleet. <laughs> <laughs> she forgot. She was. They were just talking about Stone. it. Exactly. You're sailing to Dragonstone. You forgot about your enemy's massive navy. You forgot. Wow. And they hit behind a rock. <laughs> 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 I just can't believe it.
1: Also, if you're like a thousand feet in the air, like. How didn't you see how Do you not see a fleet of <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: Like seriously
2: I can't believe it. it's just the most it is the most Game of Thrones that this show has been in in several seasons. It is the most like and again, the way George R. R. Martin would write a scene like this is he would get into like the placement of each army and specifically like he would write chapters about how uh rob was strategizing because he didn't want to fight on muddy ground, so they had to take a different route to their next location. uh, They had to march a different way. Like, he gets very into the weeds in terms of, like, military strategy. Um, And I imagine that his version of how this goes down is going to be very much in the weeds and is going to have a lot more detail on how exactly they managed to surprise her on boats on the open ocean. Well, assuming (laughs) this is how it goes down. I'm giving the showrunners the benefit of the doubt to, uh, to an extent that this is basically as George R. R. Martin described it to them, um, but also, I have to imagine that they are taking some massive liberties with whatever information he gave them, <laughs> because there's just no way that he that, that this, that how it's supposed, any of this is supposed to happen.
0: It's yeah, also I, the second I, time a dragon's, like, sunk beneath water, by the way. This isn't really, really, really not a bad or a good thing it's just a a weird that's how the first dragon dies too falls
1: beneath the ice into the water as well
2: well you don't have to render a body i guess yeah that's true (laughs) you don't have to do a dead dragon
1: (laughs) also didn't the first dragon die by being impaled seems like a fairly consistent it is if you're gonna take down a dragon that's how you do it
0: i didn't think that they were vulnerable to but are they or wasn't that a thing that maybe
2: well, again, with the inside the episode, the way that they explain it is basically that the original Ballista that Kybern designed, they just say, like, that didn't work, so he made a new one, and this one works.
1: Because <laughs> of all the dragons he contested on.
2: <laughs> exactly! <laughs> Which, yeah, by the way, how does... Euron, no one in the universe has ever done this except for the Night King, has hit... A moving target out of the air that, uh, that is a dragon with a weapon of that size. How did Euron practice for that? He hits it like three times in oh, a yeah. row.
0: yeah. Through the neck. From the side somehow. Through the somehow. neck. Even though he's facing them head on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, everything that happens. It's just ridiculous. And I don't know why it ha- Like, I get that this is part of the Daenerys' arc in this final season is that She's probably gonna go do the Mad Queen thing, and that she has to lose just why Masande dies, which we'll get to. That um, is that she has to be driven to madness by all these terrible things happening to her. But it just seems like they encounter the Iron Fleet and get m- get wrecked, and then the Iron Fleet just like leaves, just abandoned ship. <laughs> yeah, they just sail away. Yeah, like, instead of like done? finishing them up, yeah, right? And they kidnap Masande. I don't know how that. Yeah, that did. makes just sense. That was supposed to happen.
1: So on that, on the like Daenerys going crazy thing, which I think you're right. I think that's what they're they're leading up to. I just it doesn't make sense to me because this is a character that you know has already been through a ton of really bad stuff happening to them. She's already lost her kids. She, uh, you know, grew up an orphan her brother was awful to her um you know like Khal Drogo died she's already her entire arc is someone who's lost a lot had a lot of stuff happen to her but actually she's risen above that or you know risen through all of that and you know has been able to to build herself into mother of dragons Khaleesi all of that stuff so the idea that suddenly at the moment the iron throne becomes available, she suddenly loses the plot it doesn't i don't get it i don't, I don't it doesn't make sense with
2: her character I agree with you I think she's not the one who's lost the plot <laughs> uh, <laughs> i think this is it is a very the way that they are steering her in this direction is is really contrived you're right it is it just doesn't it doesn't track with Everything she's been through over the course of this entire series, her whole arc, and the arc, by the way, of pretty much every woman on this show is that terrible things happen to them, but it makes them stronger. Yep. And now, in the final season, a couple terrible things happen to her, and it makes her crazy. It, I don't. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I, I I have given up trying to comprehend the the vast mindscapes of of David Benioff and D B Weiss. <laughs> <laughs> they are beyond my reach.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, it, it, you also run into a bit of a problem, right? Like they haven't had anything to do with Cersei for, yeah. you know, three seasons because they were sure. like she just broke bad altogether. I mean, she was already bad, <laughs> but she got really bad, and then they were. What like, I what I said on
2: Twitter the other day is that um, every ap- every other scene, the last two episodes, it should have just cut to her like stumbling drunkenly around the castle. Because she has nothing, like, that's presumably what she's been up to for the past two hours of, of television that they haven't shown her, is just, like, hanging out, yelling at her guards. Because she is, she has nothing to do except sleep with Euron and be evil. Now she can finally, like, have a plot this season, I guess. Now that, well, but it's that, not really a plot, main characters sort of arrived. running this,
0: yeah, I mean, I will say this, um, I was reminded in this scene, this the one scene we have of her in this episode, Um, that she is, that Lena Headey is just great. I love her.
2: She's, oh yeah. Yeah, So much better than the show. Serious, she really, she really is. It's, it's, and I mean, she's always been, there was a time I think on this show when it was, you remember like in season one when they had like Sean Bean. Oh yeah. And Mark Addy and, um, Aquaman, what's his face? Um, Jason Momoa. (laughs) Jason Momoa, just, and and Lena Headey, like, it was, the show was led, really, by these really strong actors, and they've really whittled them down, (laughs) I guess they still have Peter Dinklage, but Peter Dinklage even has kind of started phoning it in for me, um, a lot of the great actors on this show just kind of feel like, they're, they're doing, like, the wrap-it-up signal, like, right, let's, let's get through this, let's get the last couple hours, let's, let's go. Um, but she's yeah Lena Headey she she brings it and I'm I am happy that there is a remaining a genuinely fantastic actress on this show.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, I was thinking earlier in the in the episode um, when Torment leaves, I was like, oh, that's another character I liked. Just leaving, <laughs> leaving the plot, I guess. Yep. Um, can
1: we talk about that scene?
2: Yes, please. Yeah. Which, uh, which go scene? On.
1: The Torment scene. Tormund leave it. That entire scene of people leaving. First of all, Ghost getting ghosted. That.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, He's John goes to Ghost. I'm sorry, <laughs> but we had to make some cuts in the CG budget.
1: That was just... that hurt. Why does
2: he do that? That no, really hurt. There's no reason for him to not want... like, Ghost is, first of all, formidable in battle. Apparently. Survived the Battle of Winterfell. Apparently. A gi- he's a gigantic wolf. You're going into battle again, but John is li- just like for no reason whatsoever. No, you need to go with you need to go with Tormund. Why?
0: <laughs> Why is Ghost still in the show? <laughs> and also, this like leg- this the, the logic is like he, the, he shouldn't be you know below the wall. He should be up north. Why? Why? Yeah. What is this? It's so random. Come,
2: it's not like he came from there. They found him in the woods outside Winterfell. Yeah, oh, and outside. they thought it
0: was weird. It was like a harbinger of, of you know, things to come, but not really. It's nothing
2: cause, yeah, cause the direwolves never mattered on this. They never show.
0: mattered. They never did anything. Um. So yeah, I mean, yeah, it was it was just kind of a strange thing, but it's also just weird that ghosts survived the battle and that any of that was a thing. But also, um, there was another point uh, related to that where uh, they said. Take the remaining Dothraki, and I was like, the "Remaining Dothraki." <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, right.
0: Also, they they made an allusion to the Prince of Dorne, um, and somebody said last at last. So I never watched what like the next week on stuff, um, but last week uh, I saw someone on Twitter say that there was some the Dorne music played in the that was referring to this week. Um, and I don't think they're going to oh, do this, no. but it would be so funny to me if they brought any Dorn stuff back because it was like famously the worst part of the show.
2: That is the most foreboding thing I have ever heard. I'm terrified. That they said be. the they, sand snake they...
0: theme was playing, and I was like,
2: I couldn't tell if they were joking <laughs> oh or not because I didn't
0: hear it myself, but I was like, if that's real, that's hilarious.
2: When they said the word Dorn, I'm not kidding, a chill went up. <laughs> I was like, no, please, please don't do it. Please don't do it. The sand snakes. Uh, and you know like speaking you want to talk about butchered storylines everything to do with Dorn, like in i don't know if you remember doran martell the guy who just sat around and then they had a character say all you do is sit around and he was like yeah i mean <laughs> they forgot they forgot to write my whole plot from the books where i had a secret plan because his whole thing in the books is i can't remember if he's backing danny or if he's secretly backing There's another character in the books who, like, has a claim to the throne that they just didn't do anything with in the show. Um, I think that's who he's secretly backing. But, like, his whole thing is like, oh, all along, I've had a secret plan. And in the show, he doesn't do anything. No one in Dorne does anything. (laughs) And then he just
1: dies.
2: (laughs) He just dies.
1: So he's a bit like Bran in that sense. Oh my god, Bran.
2: Honestly, pretty similar character arcs. So, yeah. Except Brand Bran briefly did, did things on this sh- there was a time when things happened to Bran.
0: Or Bran hap- did things to other people, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, at this point. Like I don't even know what they're t- are they doing anything with him at this point? Like the the conversation that he has, is it with Tyrion? I think it's with uh I don't remember. It's with somebody who designed who designed his saddle.
2: It is Tyrion. It is yeah. Tyrion,
0: yeah. Yeah, Tyrion, yeah. Um and then now he has the wheelchair, which is apparently the same wheelchair that a Targaryen had at some point. Um, <laughs> okay. um but like, like they
2: just re- they just remind us that he has Wikipedia in his brain. Yeah,
0: but that nobody is allowed to access.
1: But the one thing <laughs> that he was useful for, which was to, I suppose, deliver the news about John and his parentage. Now, like you know, everyone knows that now. So
0: oh yeah. He
1: actually doesn't. I don't really understand what his role in the show is anymore.
0: We should get into it. We should, yeah, and also somebody says you know or, or maybe this Tyrion says. Uh, I think he says something about him being Bran Stark or the Lord of Winterfell. Yeah, or something like that, and he's like, I, "That's I'm not that person anymore." And it's like, "Well, what are you? What are you doing? What is this?" <laughs> um,
2: I mean, I, 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 there is part of me that likes the idea that like. Oh, Bran Stark's been dead. Like he's gone, and it's just the Three Eyed Raven like puppeteering his corpse. Basically, um, I think that's kind of like grim and <laughs> and strange in a way that I can appreciate. And I like uh, Isaac Hempstead Wright's utterly bizarre performance the past couple episodes. Um, like it, there is it is kind of charming to me, um, but yeah, I, I just don't know why he's here anymore. And I'm glad you brought up. The fact that everyone knows about John now, because the way that that goes down,
0: oh, so funny, is
2: is I can't, I I don't remember who said this on Twitter, but someone said that the Stark sigil should be someone saying "keep this a secret" and then the other person pulling out a bullhorn. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, I, and I, I want to talk about it just a second, but the, just to, to go back to the Wikipedia thing or whatever, is like when they when they were like who who's um who's in charge of uh, Storm's End. And nobody in the room knows the answer to that question. And I was like, "How is that yeah. even possible?" A and B. Um, uh, you have Sam there who sat in a library for like a year, and you have mm-hmm. Bran who knows all history, and nobody can tell you this information. <laughs> I just thought that was bizarre. Anyway, yes. So, so what I found most strange about scene with the scene with the the secret. Well, I thought it was really funny when John is specifically instructed not to tell anyone, immediately tells his Sibling. After he made some swear pinky promise not to tell anyone. (laughs) And and then Sansa, who's been like trained to be this like uh, you know, little finger secret keeper kind of person, allegedly. Yeah. Can't keep the secret for more than
1: five minutes. (laughs) That
2: was just terrible. (laughs) It really like It was so funny. I don't know how this was supposed to Obviously I don't know where they're going with this, but Surely there had to be a more elegant way of this, of the truth coming out than John, who is just, who, by the way, his whole motivation for telling his sisters is, we're family. That's it. (laughs) He just wants, he just feels like they should know. Even though, if he were a smart person, he would know, like, the consequences of his actions, and the potential, like, uh, spiraling out from the revealing of that information that could occur. He's a great leader. Um,
0: Told he's a, that oh he's does. so
2: he's an incredible leader. He should he should really be king. Um <laughs> But no, yeah, you're right. The funniest part is when Sansa promises not to tell, and then literally the first person she sees after this scene she tells.
1: But then like Tyrion, who's also supposed to be really intelligent and, you know, hanged of the queen and all, goes and tells Varys of all yeah. characters. <laughs> <laughs> like this guy is the master of lies and secrets and his little birds that, you know, he he manipulates information for his own, to his own end. Like, of all the people to tell, why would you go and tell Varys? That is, like, how else do you see that ending?
0: Uh, completely. I also just thought it was funny when John tells his sibling, or no, sorry, he, he makes them swear and then tells Brand to tell them. <laughs> that was so funny i was like you're such a coward just tell them this <laughs> and then i thought are we gonna get this story for a third time because that would be really funny
2: that yeah i was hoping they would do that but no because they've had was three that-
0: scenes now where they've had to go through this this back and forth
1: and i'm just wondering if we're gonna get any more was that the first scene um where the starks were all together this season Yeah, i think so
2: yeah. And you know what? Like, I do like seeing those actors. Like, there is something Spe- yes, nostalgic uh, yeah, about seeing them all sure. together. Oh, I really liked them. Um, I wish anything else was happening, though.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was cool to see them uh, all together again, because they, you know, they've changed a lot and stuff. And I will point out, uh, Sansa's outfit this whole season has been really cool. That's cool, like... Incredible. Oh, yeah, it's great.
2: And a show full of incredible outfits. Sansa, pretty much since season five, has been outstanding.
0: Yeah, absolutely fantastic. Very cool. Um, but anyway, so <laughs> um, I did so. Uh, yeah, we yeah, we can talk about Winterfell a bit more. Um, uh, I like that. Well, maybe we'll end on a on a positive note. Uh, you guys want to talk
2: about Brienne? Oh, do I? I mean, I don't know actually if i if I even want to relive what happens with Brienne in this episode. Cause wow. Well, AJ, what was um, your
0: what was your what was
2: yeah? Your, please go
1: your your take on all this. Uh I don't know. It was it was fanservicey, you know, and I don't know. I kind of liked it in a weird way. Really? Uh, yeah. I I I mean, I it was obviously their their relationship is the one relationship that I feel um was consistently um good in that they were able to keep the, the sort of arc of that relationship going over the eight seasons um fairly well and they were kind of laying the breadcrumbs of her having feelings for him and stuff. So you know, as a as a piece of fan service I was like, All right, whatever. Look, I gotta take whatever I can from these episodes. <laughs> from <this> stage,
0: so <laughs> really, well, I mean, and I will say this, there's more there than there was between Gendry and, and uh Arya, yeah. Right? Yeah. Um it's just that I had always assumed it was it's more
2: sort of... there than is between John and Daenerys too. <laughs> sure,
0: <laughs> absolutely, which is a bad thing. Um, Considering
2: how much they're hanging uh, the show off that relationship, yeah. <laughs> we're really um, supposed to
0: believe that they're like these star-crossed lovers. It's so yeah,
2: weird. <laughs> we're supposed to buy that they're in this like deep, passionate affair. Yep, I, it's like come on. Yeah, if if only they could um, act. Oh. <laughs>
1: You weren't inspired by John's speech at the start of the
2: That was so weird. Can, can I just say I don't wanna I don't wanna harp on Kit Harrington because I know he hates the critics and the trolls, um, as he said in interviews. But his line deliveries in that scene were so strange. He's like really clipped, um I, I can't even imitate it. Just the way he said he's not like it's supposed to be like this booming speech, but he like cuts off all his syllables in a weird way. It's just I don't get Kit Harrington. Yes. I don't get what he's going for. His entire demeanor is 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 off putting to me. <laughs> I, I don't understand him. He makes me uncomfortable. Do
0: you think? He makes um, me, is he, he makes me is he doing? Is he trying to do a Sean Bean thing? Because he's not. But is he trying to? You know what?
2: I bet he is. Is he
0: trying to be like a Ned Stark ish person?
2: That's interesting. I, I bet he's he was watching scenes from season one. I I think you're exactly right.
0: Well, it's not working. If that's what he's trying to do, because <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, um, oh. but uh, yeah, I yeah. So anyway, so Brian, so uh, yeah, I mean, I kind of understand. It it would be weirder if it was with some other person. Although on the other hand, I have been rooting for her in torment, to be honest.
2: I I'd rather it was her in torment. <laughs> um, I like them together. As as they they have a, I I like her. I think she has a lot of chemistry with Jamie, but for me. Here's what I'll say. If you've played the Mass Effect games, um there's there's a lot of people who ship uh, uh Shepard and Garrus. Mm. And to me Garrus like Garrus is like your your buddy. He's like your best friend. And it's just weird to me to for that to play as like a romantic relationship like that just never made sense to me. Um and that's how kind of how I feel about Jamie and Brienne. Like I love them as like really close friends yeah. and 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 a friendship that's built on mutual, like the the payoff to their relationship for me came two episodes ago when sure. he knights her. Absolutely, like that was a beautiful moment, and it says so much about where these two people are and the and the mutual understanding they have with each other. And then, like, I don't really, I don't mind that they sleep together. Like, I don't hate it. What bothers me is the scene where he's leaving. And she is like weepy, like, "Oh, please don't go." What did you do to Brienne of Tarth? Oh my god! What did you do to her? Well, first of all, you know,
0: he just knighted her apparently so that he could, uh, you know, have sex with her. Like that's that's basically (laughs) what it is. That is kind of how that plays now, huh? Right? Uh, Um, That sucks. Which kind of takes away from that scene. Um, Yeah, I just found the whole scene weird, and also like Jamie and sex scenes are just not a thing that I. Ever since <laughs> ever since the uh... the sept.
2: Um, oh yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. So like I can't I'm s- sorry. You, <laughs> you, doesn't he <laughs> doesn't he actually he literally says I've never slept with a knight. Yeah. That's uh He does, yeah. 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 Yep. Like he's playing out of fantasy or something like that. <laughs>
2: weird. And, b- <laughs> um, and by the way, the other half of this scene, you know, it's terrible that they've turned Brienne of Tarth into this, you know, uh this weepy uh woman who's pining for this uh pining for her lover who has to go to war. like jesus christ brienne used to be cool <laughs> um but then the other half of the scene is just as bad because it's jamie being like i'm sorry but i'm a bad guy and I'll always, be <laughs> a a, bad I'll always be a bad guy i have to go be a bad guy it's like <laughs> come on like i i your your redemption arc has been a little shaky and how it's been executed but i'm total. i'm willing to go along with it you don't have to be i don't understand this development whatsoever. Yeah,
0: I, I don't even understand what he's doing. Is he running off to? Is he joining Cersei?
2: That's what he says. Although I have seen some people say that he's actually he's going back to kill her. But I don't know why he wouldn't tell Brienne that if that was the case.
0: Yeah, like I won't. It won't we can't. We can't be together until I deal with my past, like that kind of thing. Yeah,
2: but he, he doesn't. That would have been yet. fine from his end. That would have been fine.
1: Yeah, yeah I, I got the sense that he was going back to save her life, or stop her being killed yeah he
0: doesn't know she's pregnant so that'll be a thing mm. right i don't think he know
2: which oh, speaking of the pregnancy um <laughs> why does Cer- Cer- cersei is betting a lot on uh euron not being able to count to nine yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's not a great plan
2: but but it works he's completely goes along with it he's like oh yeah you're pregnant cool My baby. Well, Kyburn gave him the look, so
1: that was all he needed, apparently.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Uh, So, yeah, I think they kind of... Well, it's funny, because uh, the episode where where, uh, Brienne gets knighted, um, it was actually my sister. uh, I hadn't talked to her about the show in a while. She was saying that she was... She didn't really like that scene, because she felt like Brienne's whole thing is generally being pretty independent and whatever. Was like, but she couldn't have been knighted by anybody else. And so there was, a, and I was like, well, if you didn't like that, I was watching this scene where she's like crying over <laughs> Jamie, and I'm like, oh my god, this is not the direction you yeah. want the show to go.
2: <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> if you thought that was bad, um, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll see how that plays with uh, with the audience. But uh, yeah, it wasn't my I thing. I will say this about the episode: this is uh, you know, for all our complaints about this, I was kind of shocked that there was like zero nudity this episode.
1: That is true. Yeah.
0: Despite there's several, two in a row, huh? uh, yeah, despite several uh, sex scenes of various flavors, right? But there's just no nudity. Um, so that's cool, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost yeah, like don't you don't need to have the all the you don't need to have just random naked female characters to show that the two characters had sex.
2: We don't have to reset the sign yet. That's true. Yes, uh, exactly. It has been zero episodes since Game of Thrones had a had a shot of gratuitous nudity. Yep. In fact, the uh, the last time it happened was with Braun, right? Oh, and we should talk about Braun. Oh, yes, um, of course. Wow, that scene.
0: <laughs> did you did you like this? I mean, how? I, I mean, it wasn't exactly how I expected it to go, but it's more in character with Braun than he's been for, like, a while. So.
2: It's just bizarre. Like, I, I, I still...
0: I mean, I don't understand why I his keep... character's still around, or, like, why they're still playing this, but...
2: Exactly. I don't understand, and I keep saying this on this episode, is I don't understand the decisions that are being made by the writing staff of Game <laughs> of Thrones. Um, the only reason this scene works is because, which I think is funny, the only reason this scene can happen at all is because Jaime and Tyrion are just pissed drunk. Um, and Bronn, just kinda, who just apparently just walked into Winterfell with a huge-ass crossbow <laughs> on his back. <laughs> he just walked into the castle. And yeah, found that doesn't them. really
0: make much sense, does it?
2: Not it's really. really. He, he's not an assassin just, like,
0: or something. He's just a guy.
2: <laughs> he just walked... In. Did they not close the gates after the big battle?
0: Especially since he works for the, the literal only enemy left in all of us.
2: <laughs> no, this crossbow's um, for hunting. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not terribly a...
0: shocked to see him. They're just like, oh, cool. Um, <laughs> It's Bronk, because they Cause both know so him. Drunk. Well, and also they both know him. And I guess they kind of figured, yeah. why would he
1: um Yeah, and that so basically scene they
0: trade they trade Highgarden for their lives or whatever.
1: But that scene doesn't make any sense to me. As, you know, is most of the show right now. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but like again it just goes back to the point I was making earlier about, you know, you've just fought, you know, the embodiment of evil. And now we're just gonna horse trade, you know, like who's gonna be lord of this place and that place? I mean it's just so it's such a disconnect. I'm like what is going on right now? Why do these two even care? I mean okay, <laughs> he's pointing a crossbow at them. But like they literally just face death. Like you know, why yeah, why are ja- they even Jamie's
2: whole reaction of like you can't you can't promise him high gardens. Like, why not? <laughs> like, who's cares? like who's currently running... all the small houses are are like dead. There are none left. No one is running these castles are empty.
0: Yeah, they murdered Who cares? everyone
2: that's like that's part of the plot of this episode is that no one knows who's running um uh I forgot the name again <laughs> or Gen- Gendry's Storms new castle Storm's End Storm's yeah. End, Storms End. Yeah. no one knows who's in charge of it because all the small houses have been wiped out by the war it's the Starks the Targaryens and the Lannisters left that's it
0: and the 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 uh... Lannisters are basically are like on their last legs, and so are the Starks for that matter. Like they have a chance to just get rid of lords and all that all together, which again would be such a great ending to the show. Because uh, it's
2: well, there's someone someone talks about that in this episode. Who talks about that?
0: Um, I think Var- it's the
2: Hound is talking. Well, it, it's Varys, but, but also the Hound is like talking about how I think talking about like the the, the little people who who. I, I, maybe I'm misremembering. Varys definitely does talk
0: right, about yeah. it, which
2: I liked. actually I like that scene because that's something we've talked about for years. How the how the the small folk, the peasantry, don't exist on this show. Yep. So for Varys to be talking about them and being like, "Yeah, I'm going to act in their interest," he did say that like way lord. back in
0: like season two. He just hasn't really done anything about it since then.
2: Yeah, well, his yeah, his motivations have been have long been unclear. <laughs> um but i i really like that someone is finally saying look there are there are people i think he even says like millions of people and i had never considered like watching this show did you ever consider that there were <laughs> millions of people in it never but also like not what?
0: not and I, I reject the notion that this show is like a medieval fantasy just because i know it fits in like the category of medieval fantasy but just it's you know with as with any uh fantasy sto- story where they just like make up medieval history and stuff like that not that this is again it's not historical it's in a completely fictional place, but if you'll permit me to put it in a historical context, like there were never millions of people like in was you know we we think now that the population sizes we have now like since the nineteen like nineteen hundred and like how much it's like exponentially increased um it's completely different than what it was like in the dark ages, especially with like the black plague and stuff there were not millions. Of people. So it's a weird thing to say. It's a very like present thing. It's like very twenty nineteen thing to say, like millions of people. But it's you know if this if this is in any way modeled on like medieval Europe, no, it's not of people. It's like a few thousand people. Um, so I just thought it was funny when they said that, and it's even more silly on this show where like we've never seen these characters. And I like how he goes, and they're all unnamed. I was like, yeah, <laughs> you, you never gave them names. They just die. Yeah. Or you CGI I, them I, in from a distance so they can fill up King's Landing.
2: <laughs> I do think it's, it's like it is a it is a cool development because the whole thing is that Cersei um, is letting all the people into the Red Keep so that if Daenerys wants to take it, she's going to have to kill them. Yep. Um, that's an interesting development. Sure, um, but it's it's comes. I feel like it's too little, too late. <laughs> like, I feel like we we have gone so long without having any sense of what the people. Like they have this whole conversation about how oh the will the people accept Daenerys? Well, uh, Cersei will uh, f- pour poison in their ears about Daenerys. It's like I I have no sense of what the people represent or what they think or like they they are just they occupy the same space on this show as like a, a block of soldiers. Like they're just they're just the people. They are not individuals. They are not like. They have no consciousness or conscience. They, they, they just—they're just a mass of people of bodies that Cersei can use to shield herself. And if 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 the show had any had had any conception of what the people are up to this point, I think I would like this even more. As of now, I just feel like I'm—I kind of have to take what I can get. Um, but yeah, uh, it's it's well, there's it a bit is, of that frustrating
0: with, like, with the High Sparrow, right? So they did a little bit of that earlier on um, to some degree and there was this and with the high sparrow and that whole plot line there was the whole like the people will find out about your relationship with Jamie and they reject you for it and then that is why she hates them like i think that's when she, when tyrion said that like why would you like the people they hate you you hate them um i think it was all about that secret being revealed going all the way back to when the high sparrow sort of exposes her for it and i think that's what the seemed to be what the implication was in terms of like opinion of her, at least in that regard. So they did at some point talk about this, uh, you know, a bit. Um, it's just been a while, I guess, since we've gotten any of that, and we don't really know what any people think about any of it. I, I mean, it would be cool if, if you know, the last house is sort of just self-immolate, and you know, the, there is no nobody sits on the Iron Throne. That could, like as we've talked about in the past, that was like one of the potential endings we imagined. Um, and you think
1: that's still in play? No, it's one of
0: the the. I mean, it it's not necessarily in play or not in play. I don't I don't know. It's just it was something we talked about. It's something that could be kind of a cool thematic thing to do with the show, but I don't know. I don't know if that's the way. They're I going. just I think there
2: are too many there are too many characters. L- I mean, there's too many characters left in each of these three main houses. I guess the, the Daenerys there's only one. Well, Jon, but he's you know he's a Targaryen and a Stark. But I just think, yeah, unless they kill off literally every main character, I I don't think that can happen anymore. Well, they could
0: kill—no, well, they could kill—they'll probably kill Cersei.
2: Yeah.
0: Right? They'll probably—and they might do away with Daenerys, and then Jon might reject the throne. And then maybe there just won't be an Iron Throne, and then, you know, maybe he won't be Warden of the North. I don't know.
2: I think the I think one of the best possible endings I could imagine for this show is that happens and John rejects the throne and he's like I don't know you people figure it out, no no king we're not doing a king no more king you you're left to your own devices that would be cool yeah I mean I'm I'm being flippant but I think that like I would prefer that to any one character sitting on the Iron Throne at the end
1: well I mean yeah because ultimately it was supposed to be pointless anyway like yeah the fight for the throne was supposed to be you know, overshadowed. Yeah. yeah
0: like but now they've they've resolved the existential crisis, so that's over. <sighs> also, so yeah, I guess I was confused by the whole thing with the. Sorry, I'm going back to the, the fight with the, the Iron Fleet. They just like destroyed the, all of the boats carrying the army. Also, who was on those boats? Were those was that most of the? Was that just some of the army? She explained it in about the strategy
1: meeting, but I guess I just kind of tuned it out.
2: About 15 people seem to watch it. Sure. <laughs> okay, thanks. So,
1: <laughs> so I think they split the armies up, right? Right. So I think some of them sailed in, and the others are coming with John. Why? I don't know.
2: Okay. Oh, what did they say? They, they definitely ex- had some stupid explanation that was like, we have to surround the city?
0: I but don't know. Don't forget it, it about doesn't the make fleet.
2: Yeah, but we, for, but but literally, we forgot about the Iron Fleet.
0: <laughs> that you just can't get over it, dude.
2: <laughs> I I can't. I'm gonna be talking about this after the finale. Like it's just, it's just stuck in my brain. That is that is Game of Thrones to me now. She she forgot about the Iron Fleet. That's what Game of Thrones is.
1: Do you know what it is for me? What? So I don't know if you guys, well, you—I know Soren's seen it because he sent me the picture. Um, but the uh, <laughs> the scene uh, of Daenerys in Winterfell and the very famous pumpkin spice Starbucks.
2: <laughs> uh, ah, yes. <laughs> yep. Can't believe we went this long without talking about. <laughs> I mean, it that been
1: epitomizes this entire season for me. How do you take two years? To get to this point, all of these characters, the entire, you know, world essentially tuning into this, and you leave a Starbucks cup in front of probably your most famous character. (laughs) Wow. Just wow. I mean I, I mean, don't I, don't, I don't, f-
0: don't particularly care about continuity errors. I mean it's funny. <laughs> um and it's, it's It's very funny. And you know they're going to edit it out. Right. Well, for the Blu-rays sure. In, like the Blu-ray whatever, like they did with the George Bush head from the first season.
2: Um I'm still mad that they that they they caved they on they that. They should
0: not have caved on that. That was silly. No. Also, it didn't really look like him. But anyway. Um yeah, but yeah, so they'll definitely edited it out. And like I don't really care. I didn't know. It. I wouldn't have known if people hadn't pointed it out. Um it's kind of like when they have a scene in I don't know if it's Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit, um, but there's like a truck driving in the background because they're doing all these like aerial shots. <laughs> <in the field. laughs> um, I think that's The Hobbit. Yeah, it's like really that. far in the distance, and like you wouldn't know, but you know it's there, and it's hard because you know when you're doing these landscape shots, of course there's gonna be pe- you know it's a country people live there, people are driving around, um and uh you know, and you're not gonna necessarily see in like all the uh the dailies you're running and stuff, you might not notice it. I don't know. Um, the Starbucks comes a bit more egregious, I think, but. Uh, you know, I, it, eh. but yes, I I agree. I I can see how, I, and people have pointed this out on Twitter. Like, it definitely feels emblematic of the level of care that they're putting into this. Yeah,
2: show. like the thing about it is, I, I'm perfectly willing to say, "Oh, that's funny." Like, let it. You know, I, people have been, I think, a little too. They have they have been up in arms over the Starbucks <laughs> stuff. Whereas I'm kind of like, "Yeah, it's 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 it is it is really funny that that happened." But but what 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 does get me about it is that like you say h a they had two years to work on this season yeah. on these six episodes they had all the money in the world they had all the time in the world and for if i was if I was the the main the showrunners of this show i would be po- i would be going frame by frame through every episode to make sure it was perfect because this is a hu- huge cultural event. people have been waiting for this for years everyone is watching it everyone is talking about it. I I would be I, I would be going frame by frame, like let's make sure that you know, let's make sure that this cut is perfect. We have to try we have to try this different ways. Should we try a different take? Should we try like and for something like this, I don't know how this happens unless they're not watching the show enough.
1: Yeah. Well that genuine would not shock me. I think you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> I don't right? know if they even watched this, the final season. I don't know if they actually went back and like said Oh, wait, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. David, come here. <laughs> come here.
2: <laughs> Did we? Do you think they got to a point, like filming the last episode, where they were like, you know, I've been looking at the scripts. I don't think this makes any sense. <laughs> and the other David's like, listen, we're t- we're too far. We're pot committed. It's too late. We're too far gone. It's too we just got to power through.
0: It occurs to me that Beyond the Wall may have ruined the show. Nah.
2: <laughs> nah, let's just do it. I don't know if it ruined the show, but it was certainly like that was the nail on the that was the last nail on the coffin of Game of Thrones. It wasn't for doing me.
0: well by that point, but it, that, it was on shaky ground. But that was where, like, like I, as I said before, like that's where like just casual viewers of the show were like, "What is happening in the show at this point?" <laughs> and it was supposed to be a showstopper, right? That was when the dragon comes back and all that stuff, and you know, you know, but uh, and people were like, "What?" But then, like, at least we're gonna get a cool fight with like the dragons, but kind of, um, yeah. And then, uh, by the way, just when this when this battle fight, this battle ends between the two fleets, kind of it was not really a battle, I guess. Um, it just sort of cuts to black, and I'm like, oh, this credits, and then it just goes on for another like half hour.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I, I am, I am over the eighty minute episode. Yeah, I don't understand. I that. gotta tell you, I am, I am sick of it.
0: I just don't know why this episode didn't need to be eighty. There was no reason.
2: No, not at all.
0: Like last episode I kinda been... get. Next episode maybe. This episode.
2: Why don't they cut twenty minutes out of all the extra twenty minutes out of all this episode all these episodes and just make it an eight episode season? Or seven episodes or whatever that adds sure, up.
0: Sure, why not? Or yeah. um I think like I I mean the beginning of this episode or the end of this episode where they kill Masande, which you would have thought about, but um like that that could have been the intro to the next episode. I guess it was supposed sure. to be like this is Daenerys finally and she's gonna be, you know, she's gonna rush in, but um, I, you know, it it seemed like the beginning of a new episode, so you could have done that. I, I just don't know. Again, I don't just don't know why the episode was eighty minutes. I just don't. Know.
2: It's it's all it's marketing. It's it's. I mean, it's eighty minutes for the same reason that Avengers is three hours, right? <laughs> <laughs> because you can say, oh my god, it's this event. It's three hours long. Like, well, I mean, does it? But. But why is it 3 hours long? <laughs> why did you why did you make me watch 3 hours? Why did you make me watch 80 minutes of television?
1: I,
0: I feel like you have <sighs> some thoughts about uh, Avengers so here. <laughs> Um
2: everyone the whole universe knows my thoughts about Avengers now. At this point, yes, yeah, so um, how could you avoid And that? they are all mad at me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what's um so what's uh, so yeah, we'll, we can I suppose that's most of the episode we can end on this uh
2: I do want to talk quickly about Sansa, actually, because she has this terrible moment where she's like, no, the writers, they wrote me good.
0: Oh, yeah, I remember that, yeah.
2: Oh, there's just... I I couldn't believe... Like, I I, I didn't think that they would ever get around to defending everything that happened to Sansa in, like, Season 5. Yeah, that's
0: how I read it, too. Because it
2: was just... (laughs) Because I think everyone agreed. Like, I'm pretty sure that episode where where Ramsey rapes her is the lowest rated episode on IMDb. Even people who rate things on IMDb agree that that shit was bad. Mm. Um, but t- so to have her in this scene, like, well, if I if I if all the terrible things hadn't happened to me, I, I wouldn't be where I am today. And and I'm actually, the Davids are, are good writers, and they know what they're <laughs> doing. That was like I would be here Christ, today, immediately
0: I, divulging secrets.
2: <laughs> I wouldn't be the terrible tactician I am today. Um, um, yeah, that was that was egregious to me.
0: Yeah, I mean, and it's this thing where, like, I do think Sansa's, like, a. I I genuinely think she's, a like, a well-written character. Or at least she, you know, she was. She hasn't really done much. Every, everyone was
2: well-written at some point on this show, but I think the, those days have passed us by. No,
0: but, I mean, I think she was well-written through those horrible scenes, and I don't think that... I think that they shouldn't have, like, as we talked about ad nauseum, those scenes and I feel very strongly that those scenes were not necessary to her growth, right? It was this very common trope that I found very distasteful and again, how they were shot and all the rest of it. It was awful. Um, but I always thought that, you know, they were building her into like a really cool... S- and I, I think we mentioned it way back when. There was a really good article. Maybe it was in The Dissolve. Maybe it was by Tasha Robinson. Oh, I don't want to just randomly credit people. But anyway, it was an essay... Or could have been on Tumblr. I, I genuinely don't remember. But anyway, somebody was talking about how uh, Sansa, because people would talk about how great Arya was, and then, but she was sort of, like, adopting all these masculine traits for, and people were like, oh, that's really cool, but then peop- Sansa wasn't getting as much credit as a character, and I was like, and, and this essay was really compelling. It was basically like, you know, Sansa's actually also showing a lot of strength in a very different way that is, you know, in more sort of the, the feminine realm. Um, and that should be just as appreciated as what aria um and i thought that was really compelling and we talked about this ages ago and so i thought like there is there is there are elements of sense that i really really like um but like this what happened to her as justification for that is just again it undermines all of that actually right it just messes with the like the fact that she is like a like a compelling character on her own and i think that it was yeah it was just frustrating um and i did read that scene of like yeah yeah, it really it really felt like they were trying to justify previous seasons.
2: Yeah, it's, it's just... The thing is, like... I wouldn't have let it go. Like, that's always going to be terrible. But... I would have put it out of mind. Not because I was excusing it, but because I just didn't want to think about it. And they made me think about it because they decided to write a scene where the character <laughs> defends the way she was written in her arc over the course of the past several seasons... And that is, I just I'm astonished. I'm genuinely astonished that they that they went that they went there. Yeah, because it's one thing to defend yourself in the press; it's another thing to your make character. your character defend you <laughs> in the show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the Hound that, is that like,
0: if a, if you had just come with me, and then like basically gives her an out, and she's like, no, it was important that I went through all of that. <laughs> he
2: does. He gives her an out. That's the most incredible part. Yeah. Oh my god. And you're like, all right, cool.
0: Guess that's that's the way we're going with this. <laughs> um I oh the the good news, I didn't get come back to the the good thing. So a lot of the winter stuff Winterfell stuff was a bit odd. Um nothing again really bothered me except for Brienne uh crying about Jamie Lee But most of it I was like whatever. It's just sort of, you know, typical game of the stuff at this point. Um but I really like that Arya went off with the hounds. Oh, and rejected Gendry. Also Gendry confessing his love was funny to me. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I so I thought that was really he doesn't funny he just
2: confesses love he proposes and pr- marriage
0: and proposes marriage yes he confesses love and then he proposes marriage and then she it, it, back in character all of a sudden is like no <laughs> right that was, was I was like that's exactly that. yeah that makes sense and then she goes off with the house. Yeah. I'm
1: like this all is right but why did that happen <laughs> but like him proposing in the first place doesn't make any sense either I, I, Just like why would he well I'd say it would be out of character but I don't know what his character is so that's true. Why would he I, think I that say she <laughs> would want? Why why would he think that she would accept that? I don't. Yeah, he knows her so well. Like they've some exactly. chemistry that he. You <laughs> 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 know, this like assassin
0: person is uh, definitely going to be a lady of a
1: the quiet <laughs> life. Definitely for her.
0: <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I mean, and there was, by the way, <sighs> just go back to this point about like uh, uh, the house is falling apart and all the rest of it is. When Brons like I want High Garden and they're like you can't be, have High Garden, you're a cutthroat, and he's like that's how every house started. Why would that be any different?
2: That's the that's uh, maybe that's the scene. No, that's I don't know. I don't know why I thought the Hound was talking about. No, I don't remember. But, but that's anything. but
0: Bron does say that, and I do think that does sort of lean into this, where like it, that's
2: this, that is the scene I was thinking of. It wasn't the Hound. It was Bron. Yeah. That's that is the scene I was thinking. And it of, could yeah. show
0: it could show this like it could show either the cycle starting again of like new houses, or it could show, um. The solution of the houses, like maybe Bron will just get shot or killed or something, they, like that won't fall through, and most of these things won't fall through, and they just yeah. won't do. I don't, I don't know.
2: I love that scene because it's like the, so much of this show is about like oh the the bloodline and you're this because of uh who what family you're part of, and Bron being like no, like the houses only exist because some guy killed a bunch of people and got rich. It's just people with money, and he, he lays that out very clearly, and I thought that was. That was the first moment in a very long time on the show where I was like, yes, you understand the world you've created.
0: <laughs> well, that's also this, this line that Daenerys is trying to, like, pull, you know, I'm I i I'm fighting tyrants. I I want to fight tyrants. Like, yeah, what? That's, that's rich. What is this? She's, <laughs> right? She's like for this fascist character and I just don't understand why anyone would read her any differently. And, like, Burns anyone who doesn't agree with her. She gives no quarter. She like uh, it's just uh, it's just ridiculous. I mean, it's absolutely absurd that her. And then like we're still supposed to buy this. I don't. Maybe we're not. Maybe we're not supposed to buy this argument anymore. Maybe we're supposed to have seen through her shtick. But I don't think they really made that clear enough. If we're supposed to have turned on her, like I mean, she's still like huge fans. Of, like I I don't know. I don't know. And maybe what's we're not funny supposed is to that yeah, me. like she's. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's like Game of Thrones. Like. Don't root for anyone because everyone's good and bad. I don't know, but you
2: know. (laughs) Yeah, and what's funny is like she's been this person for so long. Like when she crucified all the slave masters, she was this person. But I think they're gonna try and play it next. Like I, what I presume is gonna happen next episode is that she's gonna snap and she's gonna burn all the innocent people in the Red Keep. I think that's what they're building up to.
1: Yeah.
2: Um. But they're gonna play it like this is her. This is her heel turn. It's like no. Like this. She's she's been doing this forever. That's what she, that's her whole m o is she just she kills people with dragon fire when they get in her way pretty much so it's just yeah i i i i I can't wait to see how they try and pull this 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 off this this heel turn because it's just it doesn't make any sense
1: especially because you assume that you know well I guess they set it up that Varys is going to turn on her right right, yeah, even though he's been with <laughs> yes, <Yeah. laughs> But that was the final straw.
0: Well, I mean, it will be, like, probably worse than anything she's done before, I suppose you could say that. But it's still, in the grand scope of, like, what she's done, not that...
1: Uh, you could see it coming. I mean, she literally just say. I mean, as, as annoying as it was, but she did literally just save the realm, or at least helped to save the realm. Yep. Why her trusted advisors would suddenly decide, nope, can't follow her anymore. Doesn't actually make a lot of sense. It might have made sense before that, yeah.
0: Or, you know, yeah, I don't know. I, it's it's all quite strange. I guess it's the, the precipitating event there is that they know that John is an alternative that they can go to, and so maybe they're like, well, if we don't have to go with her, she's not actually that great. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's just switch. Also, John doesn't have a dragon anymore. So that's just a thing to throw out there, right? Because Drogon is um is the only one left.
1: Yeah, Rhaegar was yep. taken out. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, uh, uh, we'll see how this final uh, uh, this final fight goes. But I'm...
2: we will see. Can you believe they killed Masande? Let's talk about that to wrap up. <laughs> Jesus.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So first of all, when they were on the boat together, I was like, huh.
2: Is smiling at each other and holding hands, well, <laughs> I was like, "All right, which one of them?" Well, I'm tapping my watch. It's,
0: it's funny that's what your reaction because my reaction was like, mm, "Esther was wrong, I guess." Um, and then I was like, oh. <laughs> 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 "Esther's never wrong." <laughs> but then I, when I started changing, never I never doubt like, me. Oh, um, so that's uh, yeah, it's not great. Um, and then uh, yeah, they killed her. I mean, I actually liked the scene. I just thought, you know, it was kind of sad that they killed the Sunday for the purpose of something. Why? Why did they kill her? <laughs> Like, what is the narrative reason? I understand why, like, it happened in the show. Like, is it a show that Cersei's not messing around?
2: Well, you see, on a show like Game Game of Thrones (laughs) isn't like other television shows. (laughs) On Game of Thrones, people can actually die. (laughs) And it's like, they can be a character and they can just die. I got excited. I thought they were going
0: to kill Tyrion. I was like,
1: so that's where I thought that that was going.
0: Yeah, And that would
1: have been genuinely like, okay... They still got something left to excite me in this. But sadly, no. took Not that I wanted
0: Tyrion to die. I just thought that would be a hell of a statement.
1: Yeah, and on the Missandei thing, I mean, I guess they were, you know, she's very close to Daenerys and, you know, all that. But they literally just took out her dragon in the previous scene. So she's already fairly, you know, upset. I don't see how <laughs> Missandei's death is going to be what tips her over the edge. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like one of her dragons was killed. That should be enough if she was going to be tipped over the edge.
2: I would love for someone to show me the last time that Daenerys talked to Missandei on screen. <laughs> Very good it wasn't point. Was this it wasn't this season? <laughs> I don't think it was last season either.
0: That is an excellent point I hadn't
1: considered. Yeah, that is true.
0: Um, but also Missandei was never really much of a character.
2: No. And again, she, you know, again, more, more of a character in the books. She has more of a point of view. Sure. But this is every, every character on Game of Thrones gets flanderized by the Davids. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Davids come for us all. Eventually.
0: Eventually. Like the White Walkers. Are the Davids the real <laughs> White Walkers?
2: The Davids are the real, they are the Night the two Night kings.
0: That is so meta. Okay. I love it. <laughs> the, night, the Night kings. Yeah, that's great. The knights, kings, <laughs> knights, kings. Um, cool. Well, that's the last of the Starks, so we'll never see them again. Um...
2: <laughs> uh, by the way, any, any, if that, if that scene of them in the courtyard, if they had just like, if a bomb had just gone off and all of them had been killed, um, if any scene in this episode would have been improved if just suddenly a main character had that mattered died. And I know, like, I was making fun of that notion and the way Game of Thrones likes to pitch itself in that way, but um, this is the final season. Like, Well, no main characters he... have
0: died in, like, forever. No one! Except for, I mean, like, Jorah, I guess, and beyond, but...
2: Jorah is not a main character. <laughs> he was at one point. He has not been in a long time.
0: It was so funny how they talked about him like he died in the friend zone. That's how they basically... <laughs> that's what they said. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Daenerys actually slipped the feet picks into the pile. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> you just love that joke.
2: Look, sometimes I get a good line, and I just have to keep hammering it.
0: Well, it's a good, it's an amazing line, and it makes me laugh every time. <laughs>
2: so There
0: you go. Um, yeah. So, uh, prediction. So, so again, predictions were entirely correct for this season. So, let's. Uh, you want to Esther? You have the best track record so far. You want predict to how, predict how the rest of this goes down?
2: I actually, I'm, I'm, I didn't get the episode number That's right, true. but I am feeling pretty confident about the way I about the structure of the season. I think they're going to beat Cersei next week, but Daenerys will win by going all Mad Queen, and then John and and, and and I guess Tyrion and Varys, and and all the rest of the Starks are going to turn on her, and I guess John will have to kill her probably and become the king. Um, and the interesting version would be that he doesn't become the king, that he turns it away, and he makes sansa the queen or something i don't know uh but no he'll probably be uh, he'll probably just be the king and he'll be sad about it uh just be that, the sad the
0: mopey king
2: yeah you you could see you, you know that picture from season one of, of ned on the iron throne but he's like hunched over and yeah. he's like i'm i'm so sad that's they're gonna do that with john that's gonna be the final shot
1: wow i could see that I could. putting see it down that. now i could see that and that sounds terrible <laughs> I could see that. It's not what I
2: want to happen. It's not what I want to happen. I could see that. Um, really will,
1: will he become the
0: Azora High at the same time? Will they just cram that in or not?
2: I think they've forgot what Azora High is. <laughs> I think if you called David Benioff and Jimmy Weiss right now and said, "Who is it? What is Azora High? they would say, Uh, and hang up.
0: <laughs> because they'd be like, Wait, who is this? Um, but uh, uh, I think, you know, it's possible because. We had said, you know, or maybe I had said, if they follow through on that storyline, they have to have John basically kill Daenerys at some point. And if they do that, if they are going to kill her, it's like, well, if they are going to have that, first of all, weird choice for the the show, but um, if they are going to have that as like a part of the plot line, then, you know, you, it, it's like built in, you basically could just do it there. But then like, it won't really mean much if you like pulls a flaming sword out of her or something.
2: Cause, yeah, cuz no one who watches no one who watches the show remembers what Azora High is either. Well, that and also if you pulled a flaming sword out of her, people would be like, "What?" Well, that what and every
0: character on? in the show has a flaming sword pretty much. It's flame. So <laughs> this is true. It's true. So it's just like won't mean anything to anyone. They'll be like, "It's the Lord of Light? What, what's happening?"
2: Uh, that would be hysterical if if the conclusion of the show is like, "Oh no, the Stannis had it right all along." He was <laughs> You go back to season two; he was right on the money. Actually, (laughs) his religion was the was the correct. He was the correct one. He just he
0: wasn't the right person. But it was if he was killing killing his daughter was the right thing to do.
2: Killing his wife, killing his wife and child. Uh, yeah. (laughs) Oh well.
0: It's Game of Thrones. At the end, I hope somebody just does the aristocrats thing, but
2: does it with Game of Thrones. Thrones. jazz hands <laughs> jazz. game of thrones
0: it just breaks down to a musical number to finish you know it could be fun and i
2: tyrion looks into the camera and says well this really has been a Game
0: of thrones. <laughs> that's oh amazing. gosh that's so good and i i hope it ends like trek as i said I think it's perfect, it, really is, it really is i said it last last episode but i really agree that like or myself that is a great way for the show to end <laughs> um because it looks just like how game of thrones would end right it's like the dragon comes into the castle and the wedding and all that stuff and it's just perfect um i'm a
2: believer starts playing oh yeah exactly <laughs> it's amazing. Um, this show should have more needle drops i think that would be great
0: i think it would be fantastic um and uh and aj what's your how do you what are your
2: Um, Unfortunately,
1: yeah, I think Esther's right. Um, I mean, I can't imagine that the battle against Cersei lasts longer than the battle against the Night King. Mm. So I feel like that will get wrapped up in one episode, and they will win. And then yeah, the conflict for the final episode will be uh, Daenerys and Jon. I don't know how that's going to be resolved, but that's the way things are set up.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I suspect the uh, uh, I just don't know like because that means they have to have the conflict with Daenerys. Maybe the next episode will have both a fight with Daenerys and with like the subsequent thing will also happen in that episode because they have so much time. Um, that like the maybe the Cersei stuff will wrap up really quickly. Um, I I mean I kind of want Kyburn to just nuke the whole city. That would be that would kind of. With wildfire, <laughs> they already showed they could do that. They killed most of the cast. Um, that's true. A in that yeah. in that episode, uh, that's
2: true. Season six, maybe. Like, yeah, season six finale. I uh, think
0: they just killed like most of the cast, most of the major characters, um, and then uh, uh, so they could do that again, because um, you know it's like there's not there's not just one side has fire on their side, right? One has wildfire, then it's dragonfire, but like you just see that being, and then you know. This
2: series is called The Song of Fire and Fire. (laughs) (laughs) That's how it's turned out. Now that you mention it.
0: There you go. All right. Well, um, I think that about wraps it up. So thank you, AJ. Um, Dr. Ajedamobi. Sorry, I should have used your full title. Um, Whoa! (laughs) I didn't know that! (laughs) I didn't want to intimidate you, Esther. (laughs) Um, So, um, and uh, thank you for that very scientific analysis of... Uh, Where would we have been? Uh, about, uh, we were hoping you could give us some insight into the brains of the Davids.
1: Uh. I I don't think anybody could. Uh, <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, thanks for having me on, guys. This was uh, a lot of fun. Really enjoyed
2: it. Awesome. Thank well, you thank for coming. We, this has been great.
1: Yeah, fantastic. And
0: uh, yeah, we'll hopefully you'll, you'll tune in next week, and uh, and uh, we'll. We'll finish out the rest of the season for whatever, whatever uh, mysteries that David's have in store for us. And, uh, you know, fingers crossed it comes out to be something that we actually kind of like in the end. Cause
2: oh, how great would that because be? How strong- owned would we be if <laughs> the ending of Game of Thrones we was We would be good. owned. We would be happy I viewers
0: because we, what we want is a show that's good. Right? Like Ultimately, it's not like we're trying to, you know, there are shows that are f- fun to talk about because we really like
2: them. Um. I've called the David's dumbasses on this show many times. <laughs> if they pull out an ending that is actually good, I will feel owned.
0: Okay, well maybe you'll feel owned. I-, I will feel owned. I'll just be like, "Cool, I'm glad that they like did something." I mean, when not skew, like there's still dumb things that happen in the show, but it'll be like, "All right," but at least it was like worth getting to like some sort of conclusion, was kind of interesting at the end. I mean, I'm not holding my breath. I'm just saying, like, it could happen.
2: Eventually. Some
1: sort of satisfaction would be nice. It would be again. Hold
2: <laughs> what if what if we get to the final scene and it, like it 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 pulls out and it's actually John's like dying dream at the Battle of Winterfell and the Night King was victorious the whole time?
0: I hope it it zooms out and it's and it's the Night King just holding a, a snow globe. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> that's how I perceive this ending. Uh, uh, that was a very well. It's not actually that obscure a reference. Uh, but uh, was it St. People, people know St. Elson. St. Elson. Yeah. yeah people know that. Um, cool. All right. Well, uh, you've been listening to start contrast. Uh, we've been soren how and Esther Rosenfield. Uh, and of course uh, our lovely guest, AJ, uh, you can find this series and our other ongoing shows like Hoople and um, which is our deadwood podcast over at movie fail. Uh, and of course you can subscribe to movie podcasts on Spotify, iTunes, and Google play um, or your RSS reader of choice. Uh and yeah, thanks for listening and uh we're really excited to talk to you all again next week.
1: Awesome. Can I can I stop recording?